what is up everyone welcome back to another episode of the fantasy fellow show my name is kyle uh in this video we're gonna go over the top 10 things i got wrong in fantasy football for the 2022 season we're gonna open up my uh my projections my draft kit that we had out uh, all summer and leading up into the fantasy season and uh we're just gonna go over the top 10 things that i got wrong uh i'm gonna hop into a screen share here and let's open up that 2022 draft kit. Uh, basically, I'm going to go over some of the quarterbacks and the running backs and the wide receivers and some of the tight ends that I got wrong. Uh, I did put out a video showing uh, the top 10 things that I got right. So if you're watching that one and haven't seen that, please go click that. I'll, maybe I'll link that in one of the things uh, on YouTube here. But either way, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start with the quarterbacks. And uh, the first thing that you're going to see that sticks out is going to be quarterback number two, Justin Herbert. Oh my God, this one hurt. He was one of my favorite targets uh, in fantasy drafts. You can get him. Sometimes you're getting him drafted as the fourth, fifth, or sixth quarterback off the board. Sometimes you get him, you know, after Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, some of these running quarterbacks. And I thought it was a fantastic value. And for where he finished on the year, let me actually pull up. Let's go ahead and pull up the the finished uh, positions for these guys here. Let's click on quarterback. And I'm just going to filter by ESPN projections because that's four-point passing touchdowns. Uh, but Justin Herbert ended up as QB 11. So, like, if we drafted him as a top-five QB, we got we got a negative return on our guy here. And I know there's excuses and things that uh, didn't go his way. I mean, he was missing Keenan Allen for most of the year, maybe half the year. And he also missed Mike Williams for parts of the season. And then you have to deal with uh, the rib injury that he suffered in week two. So there's a lot of factors into this Justin Herbert down year. Uh, but one of the biggest things that I noticed was the Chargers ran for a lot of touchdowns this year when they got close. And I was watching a lot of the Charger games this year's. They ran the they ran it in with Austin Eckler inside the five. They were running in for touchdowns. So Herbert still threw 25 touchdowns. I think this is going to be a down year for uh, for him in a, you know kind of a blip in his radar if you look at his career career seasons. So I'm hoping we'll get Justin Herbert at a little bit of a discount. You also have you know the new uh, offensive coordinator uh, Kellen Moore coming in to kind of revitalize the Chargers offense. So there's a lot of things that we'll get excited about for 2023. But again, for me to put him as my top. I had him leading the league in touchdowns. I had him at 40 touchdowns, 4,875 yards. He was close on yards. He did hit 4,700. He only threw 10 interceptions. I had him at 13. He, uh, because of the rib injury, he didn't rush as much. He had 345. I had him at 345 rushing yards and four touchdowns. Didn't rush for a single touchdown all year and 147 yards rushing. He just, with that rib injury, he was really keeping it, uh, he was throwing the ball away just and just trying anything he could do to protect himself. So number one thing I got wrong this year is going to be Justin Herbert. And then leading into my number two uh, item that I got wrong for fantasy football 2022, it's going to be this guy right here. And I'm going to tie this into the entire Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. I got it wrong. I think pretty much everyone got this wrong. It was a disaster of a season for Russell Wilson. 16 passing touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I had him projected as a top 10 QB, so it wasn't terrible, uh, but I had him at 34 touchdowns. And again, he only threw 16, so I had him needing to throw 18 more touchdowns. Interceptions were, were fine. I mean, he did throw 11. I had him at 10. Uh, and the rushing numbers uh, what 102 yards or oh, my bad 277 yards and three touchdowns I had him projected for about 345 and two so not terrible but again we severely missed on the passing output from the touchdowns column and the passing yards I had him at 4500 yards and he only threw 
for 3500 so this was a complete miss here you, you have a lot of factors uh nathaniel hackett kind of failing javante williams getting hurt uh tim patrick also getting hurt before the season started there was just a lot of negative factors jerry judy was kind of in and out of the lineup Cortland sutton missed time just it, it this was going to be this was going to be a bad pick uh from the get-go here and I, the good news was Drafting Russell Wilson, he wasn't a high draft pick. He was being drafted at QB 10, 11, 12, kind of in that range. So you weren't overspending. Uh, but boy, oh boy, if you if you went in with Russell Wilson as your QB one, you were looking for guys like Trevor Lawrence off the waiver wire or Tua uh, or even, you know, a guy like um, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, things like that. So top two things I got wrong, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. Let's move on to the running backs. And I'm going to filter here first. Uh, and then uh, we're going to go with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was running back number five on the season. He almost led the league in rushing yards. Um, and I guess I'm going to tie this into – no, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. I'll, I'll wait on that. But, but number three, it's going to be Nick Chubb. He rushed for 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns. I had him as my RB15. I had him at 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns, which isn't terribly far off. His receiving output, 20 receptions, 170 yards and a touchdown. He ended up with 27, 239 and a touchdown. So exceeded the numbers in receptions and yards. Good for 252 PPR points. I had him at 232. So overall, I wasn't terribly wrong. I was only off by about 20 fantasy points. But uh, and even if I added the 20 fantasy points here, that would have put him as my RB12. But either way, he was a hit round two. If you ended up taking Nick Chubb round two, you're probably a pretty happy camper. I know he's more of a best ball type player. He does not, uh, and he's not a huge PPR guy. He's half PPR. That's where he has value. His value did kind of fade towards the end of the year, but man, the first half of the year up until about week eight or 10, he was on fire. He was one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, and then the, just the touchdowns weren't there the second half of the year, but either way, top five running back, fantastic season for Nick Chubb. I think everyone's going to be ranking him as like a fringe first rounder in fantasy drafts next year. So hate to see it, but, or I hate to say it, but uh, good to see Nick Chubb. One of the things I got wrong. Number four, the, the other running back that I got wrong, man, I, man, I, I had AJ Dillon as RB 18 on the year. I had him at 200 carries, 855 yards and seven touchdowns. Let's see what he ended up with. Uh, he ends up as RB24, not bad, 186 carries, 770 yards, and seven touchdowns. So I was down a little bit. I was close on yards within 100, off by about three rushing touchdowns, and off by about 14 rushing attempts. He did go for 28 receptions and 206 uh, receiving yards, no receiving touchdowns. I had him at 38 receptions, 285 yards, and two touchdowns. So uh, that's probably the area that I missed the most is, is his receiving output off by a couple touchdowns there and uh the Packers offense man it was just it just wasn't uh it just wasn't ready to uh to put up touchdowns essentially you had a lot of moving pieces the offensive line was worse than everyone expected and I think the defense was also worse than everyone uh, expected coming into the year you just had nothing firing at the wide receiver position up until about mid-season but AJ Dillon did finish strongly I guess my problem was I just I drafted AJ Dillon way too much in best ball leagues to be my number two, number three running back. And for him to finish at only 10 points per game. Uh, but essentially like 
I saw some things like on the Packers winning streak, basically from week 12 on like these five games right here. That's what I thought I was drafting. He scored a touchdown in five straight games. He caught multiple passes in some of these games. He was a huge playmaker down the stretch. It's just, you know, for up until week 11, nothing happened for AJ Dillon, no double digit games, except for week one. Um, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board on that one and try and figure out uh, why I was so high in the Packers offense. And I thought AJ Dillon might be the guy that could help us win our leagues in round six of fantasy drafts. But uh, now we're going to move on to my number five thing I got wrong. And uh, this is, this is probably the thing that hurt me the most. This was the number one of all the things I could have got wrong. This was the biggest one that I got wrong. And that's going to be Joshua Jacobs. Now I have Josh Jacobs down here at RB 20. Eight. Oh my God. Dude ends up finishing as the RB one in fantasy. Well, let me, let me filter by PPR. I think Austin Eckler was RB one uh, in full PPR. He was the RB three, 330 fantasy points. And again, I only had him projected for 177. So of all the things I've gotten wrong this year, this was the worst mistake. Uh, I only had him at 855 yards, nine touchdowns. And the dude simply ran for, he was the league leader in rushing yards, 1,600 yards and 12 touchdowns. I just, I missed massively. 53 receptions, 400 yards as a receiver, 2,000 yard back. Oh my God. Uh, I, I just, I think I was drinking tea. You get a guy like Josh McDaniels coming in, first year of the new team, don't really know what to expect. We heard, we heard a lot of whispers before the season that they were going to kind of use a New England Patriots style kind of uh, a committee approach to their backfield with guys like at the time it was Kenyon Drake. It was, um, it was Amir White. It was Amir Abdullah. I thought there would just be a lot of headaches in that Las Vegas backfield. And I also, I wasn't very high on the Raiders offense. So uh, unfortunately, Josh Jacobs, he proved me wrong. Like he, he's one of the best running backs in the foot in, in the national football league. And for me to rank him at 28 was severely irresponsible. I should have probably had him somewhere right behind or somewhere in the James Conner, Nick tub is he, like, he should have been here for me. And, and if I would have had him rank there, you would have been drafting him in the, in the fourth round. And a lot of people weren't doing that. They're drafting him in the fifth, sixth round. So uh, luckily I was not the only one that was wrong on this. It was kind of a hive mind approach, but man, oh man, uh, that was the number one thing that I got wrong. And uh, it's, it, it still burns me to this day. Cause he was, he was fantastic. He had a great year, career year. He's going to get paid this offseason. Uh, but let's move on to my number six uh, item that I got wrong here, and that's going to be the rookie running backs, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. Now, I did have Brees Hall ranked here as my RB26. He did get hurt. But up until then, before his injury, Brees Hall was – he was a top five, top ten running back. If we look at his numbers, averaging 16.7 fantasy points per game, if he would have done that for the whole season, the dude would have been roughly Nick Chubb, about RB6, RB7. And for me to rank him as RB26, I need to do better. This is a learning lesson for me. I need to I need to rank rookie running backs a little bit higher because we'll get to Kenneth Walker in a second. But uh, either way you cut it. I'm, I was way too low on Brees Hall. He was being drafted, you know, in the maybe seventh round, eighth round. And a lot of people were like, oh, Michael Carter, Zach Wilson's not very good. We don't know what to expect. But, man, he, he was clearly the best running back in the draft last year. And uh, I think I need to I need to learn to pay up for rookie running backs, especially uh, ones as good as Brees Hall. So huge mistake for me. He, again, he didn't end up because he got hurt. He, he got hurt. So it did it did save me in a way, especially in best ball leagues. But if we look at Brees Hall's numbers to start the year, um, 
double-digit games every single game. He scored five touchdowns on the year. You see a big game against the Packers, a couple big plays as a receiving weapon. Uh, hopefully he can return. It does say he's recovering well, so we're excited to see what he can do from his ACL tear. And he's young enough to bounce back quicker than most uh, running backs at that position. But it was weird. It took the it took the Jets a while to kind of give him carries. The first three games here, only getting six, seven, and eight carries, but the receptions were there. So we'll see if the Jets can find a long-term quarterback that can keep the offense on track and, and checking down to running backs and things like that. Priest Hall, fantastic rookie season up until he got injured. And then, I guess, outside of Josh Jacobs, the biggest thing I got wrong is going to be Kenneth Walker because I didn't have – my guys, I had I had Travis Homer scoring more fantasy points than Kenneth Walker this year. I just – I, I gave Rashad Penny the benefit of the doubt because Penny played really well in 2021. I had Penny as my RB44, uh, but for the most part, I simply, with my numbers, I simply said, I'm not drafting a Seahawks running back. I don't want to play this game. Um, unfortunately, uh, Rashad Penny got hurt a lot earlier than expected. We all expected him to because that's kind of what he's done you know, throughout his career, uh, but it really burned me because I had like zero Kenneth Walker shares and he ends up having a fantastic season, winds up. Uh, to be RB, where was he, Mr. Walker? Why can't I find him? Am I filtered by PPR? Where is Kenneth Walker? He ends up being RB20, so it didn't burn me. But, dude, a 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns. He was a good receiving back. If you were starting Kenneth Walker, you were pretty happy with him on a week-to-week basis. He did miss some time. He missed a couple games. But, uh, man, oh, man, like when he became the guy week five, it was his show. He had one bad game below double digits on a team that we didn't expect anything coming into. So I was wrong about the Seahawks. I was wrong about Kenneth Walker. And again, just being wrong overall about rookie uh, running backs really bit me in the end. But let's move on to my number seven item thing that I was wrong on. And it hurts me because I was so right about the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts and them them having a fantastic offense. I mean, I had Jalen Hurts ranked as a top, I think he was my QB4 coming into my ranking. So I was drafting him everywhere. Uh, But I got... A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith wrong. Um, A.J. Brown ends up wide receiver five on the year, almost 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns, massive career year for A.J. Brown. And then you look at Devonta Smith, wide receiver nine, 95 catches, almost 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. I'm embarrassed to show you guys where I had Devonta Smith ranked, but here we go. A.J. Brown, I mean, I did like him. He was my wide receiver 16. I kind of had him in that second round range. Uh, I had him at about 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns, 72 receptions. So I was, I was, I had a floor in there, but I just, I didn't project enough ceiling with AJ Brown. Uh, and then, oh my goodness, I just, I, I didn't think there was a way uh, both AJ Brown and Devonta Smith could be wide receiver ones. Now the thing that did break in in both of their ways was the injury to Dallas Goddard. So that did open up the door, and up until that. Dallas Goddard's injury. Devonta Smith really wasn't having himself a breakout year. Let me show you. Uh, ends up with 15 points per game on the year. But up until I think it was like week um, about week eight or nine, Dallas Goddard gets hurt here. He was kind of up and down in some of these games. And then he just went on a tear to end the season. He was catching touchdowns, multiple hundred yard games. He, at, he The second half of the year, Devonta Smith was the better receiver over A.J. Brown. And I'm embarrassed to show you guys. I had Devonta Smith down here as my wide receiver, 46, 865 yards, 61 catches, six yards or six touchdowns. I just, oh my goodness. Um, 
there's no excuse. I, I have to be better at this one. I, I completely missed it. The good news was, though, I, uh, I one of the leagues, my most important league, I did trade for Devonta Smith. Like I, I was able to acquire him before his breakout. I got him about week six or seven in the NFL season, and I benefited from him for the long term, and I ended up having a really good uh, you know, final push with him in the fantasy playoffs. But, man, oh, man, I was wrong about the Eagles wide receivers. I wasn't high enough on them uh, to begin with. So I, it sucks. Uh, I, I love A.J. Brown, love Devonta Smith, excited to see where they go next year. Uh, and then my number eight thing that I got wrong, I'm going to go back to, with another bird wide receiver duo. That's going to be – the Seattle Seahawks. I just I was wrong about the Seahawks, and I think that the good news is a lot of people were wrong about the Seahawks. I had uh, DK Metcalf down here projected as my wide receiver thirty-two. Uh, I had him just under a thousand yards and eight touchdowns, and then Tyler Lockett, who actually was fantastic this year, I had him at about nine hundred yards, six touchdowns, and couldn't have been more wrong because DK Metcalf and Lockett, wide receiver twelve and thirteen, both guys over one thousand yards. DK Metcalf, impressive man. His route tree is growing. He ended up with ninety receptions. Tyler Lockett, eighty-four receptions. So if anything, Tyler Lockett was more of the finesse guy. DK Metcalf was more of the possession guy and Lockett actually had more touchdowns. So everything was just kind of backwards about these guys. Uh, now, of course, nobody saw Geno Smith having the season that he's, he had in 2022. Uh, but man, oh man, I, I, I should have known better. You're, you're drafting Lockett and Metcalf to be wide receiver threes in your fantasy lineup. And for me to not have Lockett in my top 36 is super irresponsible for me to not have DK Metcalf in my top 24, top 20 super irresponsible. So I need to learn and grow from that, but Oh man, Seahawks. I know their season didn't end the way they wanted to They kind of flamed out in the playoffs, but fantastic season. We'll see if they can get a quarterback behind Gino or if they're going to go with Gino going forward, but man, Lockett, Metcalf and Kenneth Walker next year. Super excited about that trio. Uh, and then we're going to move on to the things I got wrong at tight end. Overall, I was pretty good on tight end, uh, but the number one thing that I got wrong, and I think most people got wrong, it's Kyle freaking Pitts. Had him at uh, tight end three. I had him going for 83 catches, 11, almost 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. Now, he did have an injury that derailed his season, but even before that injury, it just it wasn't happening. Uh, he, he finished his tight end number 33. He actually regressed massively in points per game. He's averaged 10.4 as a rookie, goes down to 7.6. He did score two touchdowns, which was double what he had his rookie year, so congrats there. Uh, but his yards per catch were down. Just everything was kind of down here. He only had one, two, three double-digit games. Otherwise, he got you three, four points per game. It was very, very frustrating to own Kyle Pitts. No 100-yard games. He needs to be more involved in this offense. And uh, I think it's a tight slope because we, we know he's good. We know he's really good. Uh, but for some reason, uh, they, they added Drake London, which London had a pretty good rookie season. But Kyle Pitts, man, uh, he's splitting snaps with some of the other tight ends. He's just – the quarterback situation is not ideal there in Atlanta. I should have seen that. Uh, I probably should have stayed away from Kyle Pitts and continued to draft guys like Nick Chubb or uh, even Josh Jacobs round three that, that DK Metcalf, even in that range too. Um, so it, it's in hindsight, but Kyle Pitts, we'll see if he can get things back on track. We'll see if they can get a new quarterback or if they're going to roll a Desmond Ritter, but man, it sucks being wrong. Never fun, especially about a guy like Kyle Pitts. And then uh, my 10th and final thing that I got wrong, and we're going to kind of have a little bit of fun with this, but uh, it, it's hard to admit, but I was wrong about the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought that losing Tyreek Hill 
And an aging Travis Kelsey might regress this team a little bit. And uh, I kind of kept all their numbers the same from 2021. uh, And I didn't expect them to progress even further. And that's kind of where I I doubted Patrick Mahomes, honestly. And just, again, losing Tyree Kill and another year older for Travis Kelsey. uh, I actually, I thought Juju Smith-Schuster would have been a lot bigger this year. I thought MVS would have been a lot bigger. But somehow, Pat Mahomes finds a way to be the quarterback number one on the season. I had Mahomes as QB3 coming into the year. And I wasn't taking him as the first quarterback. I I don't like to take the first QB off the board. It was either Josh Allen or Mahomes. I was waiting for Herbert and and I was waiting for uh, Jalen Hurts. So I I didn't get a lot of shares of Patrick Mahomes. I do have a dynasty share of him, though, so that did save me. Uh, But either way, I was wrong on Mahomes. I had him at 4,800 yards and 37 touchdowns. What did he finish at? Just curious. He was the overall QB1 on the year. Ends up with 5,200 yards and 41 touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns, almost 350 rushing yards. Just impressive, man. Like, I, I don't know how he pulled this one out, but is a career high in passing yards, his second highest touchdown total, uh, almost a career high in rushing yards and a career high in rushing touchdowns, career high in completion percentage. This didn't make sense, man, especially with no Tyree Kill. I did not see this coming. It wasn't his best season of all time, though. He did have a really nice year. Uh, and, and again, in 2018, where he just lit the world on fire MVP season. But Mahomes, never want to doubt Patrick Mahomes. And then I guess the running back situation was just a complete mess. As, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a value for me uh, on draft day. I thought he could hold off the spot, but it turns out he's just not as good as we want him to be. Uh, I do. I did have Jarek McKinnon projected more than Pacheco, but not enough of what we've seen lately because McKinnon's been he's been a stud since about like week 10 on he's been a, a basically a fringe running back one just scoring touchdowns and being heavily involved in the passing game so I completely whiffed on the running back rotation that was a very murky one to predict I overinflated Juju which kind of just deflated some of my numbers for Travis Kelsey and things like that. So I'm just, I I need to do better. I need to not doubt the Kansas city chiefs and learn to learn to love and respect Patrick Mahomes. So that was the toughest lesson I think I learned. Uh, But man, oh man, that was fun. Uh, Top 10 things I got wrong. I think going forward, we're going to continue to put out dynasty content for you guys to get ready for the NFL draft and the rookies coming in. Uh, I'm probably going to do, I might do one more video uh, on my 2022 projections where I just open it up and we kind of just talk, you know, each quarterback will t- we'll kind of just talk about what happened. Uh, but go ahead and check out that video I put out of the top 10 things I got right. I hope you enjoyed the top 10 I got wrong. Like the video, subscribe if you are new. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for your time. Have a good rest of your evening. Peace. Peace.